Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It is 106 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you from San Jose, California. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. You can text us. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday through Saturday. We are going to head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. We'll tell you the River Cree Resort and Casino is open 24-7, 365. Excitement bet on it at River Creek. Our Oilers now headliner today is presented by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. That's W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Will Hawk Beef Jerky. And we bring back to the show longtime Washington Capitals analyst, former Capitals player, Al May. Al, how you doing? Going great, Bob. Good to be with you today. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked a lot about your team this year. Um, they needed to get through the injuries. Suffice to say, the Capitals have gotten through the injuries. Well, you know what? They've, they've had so many players in and out of the lineup, but it's been par for the course since Peter Laviolette's been the head coach. And it's, it's no surprise that, you know, they find a way to win. You think of last year, they used about 12 Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League affiliate players, and somehow they still managed to get over 100 points. And last year, the big story was Ovechkin and Kuznetsov carrying the team. Well, this year, after about the 20-game mark and about the time they were in Edmonton, they've started, you know, they've been on a tear like no other, really, with a whole mishmash of players and you name everything that could go wrong, what has gone wrong with the roster, but Ovi's put up 20 goals last 24 games. The record is about 16-5-3, and three, something like that right now. And I think it makes all the difference in the world uh, that the big guy's playing as good as he is. But the team really had to look at itself and make sure that everyone was doing their part, you know, to as a buy-in to what Peter Laviolette wanted. The defense are playing better. The role players are understanding that they've got to be better. So everything's kind of going their way right now, minus the game in Philadelphia last night. Goaltending's been excellent, scoring on all four lines, but mostly on the top two. And right now, th- things are looking really good, power play, penalty kill-wise as well. Uh, it's interesting because I look at the Capitals' record right now. They're 23-15-6. and six. they got 52 points in 44 games this year. They're currently fourth in the Metropolitan, four points up on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has four games in hand. The Penguins are only 3-5-2. and two. Um, 
I've been watching the Penguins. They've been consistently inconsistent. They've had some issues, too, uh, with Latang and now Tristan Jari out. And I, I think a lot of people thought that Pittsburgh was going to be the team that was going to stay out, at, and Washington, due to all the injuries, might have to be a team that ends up selling. And then you got another team behind you there, the, the New York Islanders at 47 points. They got two games in hand. Um, who do you think's better? Like between those three teams, Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders can't, you know, you're a real honest guy, Al. So from your perspective, like we know how deep Carolina is, New Jersey, who, by the way, uh, showed up at the uh, hotel in Anaheim with us as the owners were getting ready to de depart for the arena. New Jersey's had a very strong season. They wavered a bit. They started to win some games. Between Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders, who's the most likely to make the playoffs out of those four teams? Well, I'm going to go Washington Pitt, uh, and Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, you know, they're, they're without Latang right now, and that's a huge blow to them. But, you know, when you have great players that are highly competitive still every night, and, you know, the Washington Capitals uh, with Alexander Ovechkin playing the way he's playing, and all of a sudden you get Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom back, C.J. Oshie back in the lineup. They're older, but it doesn't mean they forgot how to play the game. You know, the, the biggest thing is, you know, can, can they keep up? Can they contribute? Well, all of the players are contributing right now. And so I, I'm not counting them out. The, the, new, the Pittsburgh Penguins, you've got Sidney Crosby, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Evgeny Malkin, another incredible hockey player. And their support cast. We don't talk enough about Rust and Gensel and players like that. They've got a lot of good-looking hockey players up front. I think their coaching is some of the best, if not the best, in the National Hockey League. Uh, goaltending would always be a question there since they, they lost Flurry, And I, I just think that those two teams. And then the New York Islanders are a team that doesn't have big gunners. Uh, they don't have any guys that you would think of perennial all-stars every year, uh, other than the fact that they have all-stars because everyone seems to have a player on their team that they send. But uh, they, they've got a structure in place, and I still think they kind of have to debury Trotz quite a bit. And, you know, Trotz reverted back to what he was doing when he first got to Washington, and it was only playing one style. The last year he coached here, it was completely different. He had so many young players in the lineup. The general manager forced his hand, and all of a sudden the youth was there. Well, now they're starting to add youth on the island, but I, I still think they have such a plethora of older players that aren't superstars and they can play a team game all they want they've got you know when they when they you know collapse down and everyone's blocking shots they're goaltenders they do have great goaltenders but goaltenders don't score goals and the big thing to me i don't think they have the goal scoring to, to you know match wits with the washington capitals and the pittsburgh penguins in my opinion you know it's interesting with the islanders alan i think you probably agree with me on this only Lou Lamarillo could do what he did. All right, so they changed Trotz out. They bring Elaine Lambert as coach, but they didn't change the players around that much. You know, they and they had two Final Four appearances in a row. So the Oilers are sitting here with a six ten winning percentage or points percentage under Ken Holland. It's been a market improvement over the two previous years before Ken got here. But everybody in oil country is sitting there saying, come on, Ken, get more, including the guy that hosts the show. I would like to see the owners make some ads uh, to improve the roster. And it's just, it's always interesting with Lou Lamarillo teams, isn't it? Just in terms of, and look, he's a smart, shrewd guy. He literally runs it like a godfather, doesn't he? Well, he does. There's a veil of secrecy around the team. 
there's loyalty uh, to the players that he has and when he signs deals and how he gets players to hang around and you know wait on a contract is second to no one in the National Hockey League and you know they they had room when he first got there to, to sign players but I think the biggest thing with these teams is you know now Lane Lambert's trying to inject the youth into the, the lineup I'm not sure where their drafting was for years before he got there but I like the Lane Lambert team. I like how he coaches. I like the different. I just don't think they have the horses. But at the same time, you know, Lou does a lot of different things. In Edmonton, they've been handcuffed because of the salary cap for years and mistakes made in the past. And it's not that easy just to go out there and find the guys and add the guys you want. You know, the fans always want to get this guy and that guy and trade, you know, player X for player Y. It's not that easy. And a lot of times when you play player X, you actually want them to play you know, the GM's looking, I'd love to get player Y, but I want him to play a player X. So it's it's not as easy as the fan base thinks and all the people that go on cap friendly and move the salary cap around. You've got to keep your top players, but you've got to find a way to add depth. And, you know, when you have a luxury uh, uh, that some teams have roster-wise, it's a lot easier to implement the changes to your roster. And with what I've watched Edmonton do over the years, they've had to piecemeal rosters together with what's available out there according to the amount of cash they have left over and it's not that easy because players aren't just coming in and said well i want to play for you and i'll play for two million dollars less well the name of the game now at the nhlpa is the players want to get as much as they can it's, it's a different time it's a different circumstance and you know it's kind of the market's in the player's favor as long as the player's playing well as long as the player's playing well. Like, you look at the Capitals, Al, they got a ton of expiring contracts. I think if off the top of my head, Eller, Hathaway, uh, Sherry, Johansson, uh, you know, Cabell, I think all those guys are making north of a million, even Orlov and uh, Jensen on defense. But I want to ask you about, not to mention Connor Brown, who's gone for the year on LTIR right now, and Carl Hagelin. I got to ask you, what the hell's going on with Anthony Mantha? You know, Anthony Mantha, if you're a geek and an egghead, a guy that doesn't watch the games and just has his head in the laptop, he's got really, really good numbers when it comes to getting the puck in the offensive zone, uh, not allowing a lot of shots when he's on the ice in the defensive zone. But the biggest thing with Anthony, and I'm a guy that's cheering for him. I want him to be better, and I think he can be better. But I think it's his tenacity in puck plays. And what he does once he gets the puck in the offensive zone isn't good enough as far as what he's doing with the puck. There's not enough hunger. There's not enough grit on that puck. He's a he's a tall, lanky player. He has a very long hockey stick. And, you know, he gets caught reaching, and, he, and he's kind of weak on the puck. What they need out of him, and which is from the day he was drafted, I remember at the draft them talking about, you know, they want him to show up, add a layer of intensity to his game. Well, everyone's been waiting on that forever. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings waited a long time. He still put up some nice numbers, but not great numbers. And here in Washington, he doesn't get power play time. He only gets even strength. So he's at about nine goals right now. If he scored on the golden opportunities, he gets a lot of breakaways. He scored on one of about 10 so far this year. He'd probably be up near 15, 16 goals, be second on the team and force the coach's hand to put him on the power play. But right now, He's not playing with that intensity, and I think he even said it the other day. He said, this is a wake-up call for me, and he's got a big, fat contract. He's making about 5.8 for the next couple of years, and I think it's on him to, to, you know, coaches can't make you intense. 
you've got to bring that yourself and he's got to add that and i i see you know you, you look and you see a hockey player out there from the shoulders down you want it to be from the top of the head all the way down and just to give you more heart more drive and when he's on you think oh my god why can't he do that every night but you know the nhl's had players like that forever that you've been wanting to do more not just because he's big but he's got but he's got great skating he's got great speed he's got strength and you just love to see him be able to utilize the assets that he has uh to be a more productive player and i i think we'll see him the next game against philadelphia and i'd expect that he'd play with a lot more determination in, in that game and hopefully gets on a roll and you know really helps his own career let alone help the team well, he's an interesting guy. I mean, he had 24 and 25 goal seasons in Detroit, but the year he had 25, he was healthy, scratched some games, Does not have, has not scored the last two years for the Capitals in the playoffs. Like, you know, he's played 11 playoff games, have had a couple first-round defeats. He's, you know, and, and again, there's, I mean, he should be a legitimate top six forward all day. He's being compensated like that as well. I know you keep an eye on the Oilers. It's been an up-and-down run. They tend to be a second-half team. They've added a little bit of size to the team, Al. Uh, they've not had Evander Kane. That's been a big loss. You know Washington was in on Evander Kane, too. They coveted him, too. Costin's got seven goals in 27 games. And last night, they uh, they called up six foot six and a half, um, Vincent Deharnay. And frankly, their team looks a little bit different. Does size still matter in today's NHL? Because you might get some pushbacks from certain types of fans, if you say so. Well, we've seen in the take away Colorado, but Colorado added size in some of their players that they added, the guys that had success down the run. But it, I believe it still matters. And, you know, one of the things you look at with Tampa, you know, all of a sudden they added a layer of grit to their game. And, and when St. Louis won it, you couldn't get to the inside of the ice because they had size. They didn't have this overwhelming speed. They had size, and it pushed everyone to the outside. No one could get to the middle. And, and it does matter. But I, I think one of the things that you've got to be aware of is, you know, the guys have to be able to play. I look at Zadorov, Zadorov, or however you pronounce it, in in Calgary. He's really turned himself into a, a valuable player. And I think most teams in the National Hockey League would, wouldn't mind having him in their depth, you know, in their, their second or third pair. And if you can have guys like that, I'd rather have a big guy that's out there ready to compete every game than a smaller guy that's inconsistent. And... You know, you still got to be able to make that pass. You you can't be a nightmare with the puck, but but it does matter. And as far as Evander Kane's concerned, Edmonton's completely different team without him. You start pushing players down the lineup. I, I like Clawson. I, I think he was a really nice-looking player when he was in St. Louis, and it's just a matter of him understanding his role. Uh, but if you can get him, and you have Evander Kane, and you have Zach Hyman and players like that, I think the grittier team an oiler team when you have you know the the incredible play and the offensive brilliance and you know everything electrifying play that goes with mcdavid and dreisaitl you add those other players i think it's the perfect complement that you can get guys out there and all of a sudden you you've got a way different looking hockey team and it, it can do so much more on a night-to-night basis where you're not just depending on number 97 uh to go out there with number 29 and score all your goals Al, I'm going to leave you with this. The game against L.A. the other night was frustrating for fans in oil country. You know, the Kings sliced and diced. Todd McClellan's all in against Edmonton, and the Kings have been all in on the two games. And, and maybe Oilers fans should remember, 
Edmonton vanquished LA's playoff hopes last year, beat them in seven, and they didn't have Doughty. But the Kings were chirping all game long, specifically Drew Doughty. And Edmonton didn't have a Vander Kane. And DeHarnay might prove to be a different type of defender at six foot six and a half in the mix. And oh, by the way, when you have McDavid and Drysdale, maybe you can go 11 and seven. When you played, were there a couple guys? Doughty is a world class player. You know, he's, I mean, he's been a Norris Trophy caliber defenseman for a number of years, but he talks during the game. Was there somebody really good that talked nonstop? And conversely, were there a couple guys that used to just drive you nuts? They, used, they don't have to be stars, but they just never shut up on the ice. Well, I used to go at it with not drop the gloves, but I wanted to with Joel Otto all the time. And, you know, you look at Calgary, he was always a pain in the ass. And he was always involved in doing the pushing and shoving. And before that, there was Tonsky and guys like that. But there, there are players, and I remember playing against Jell Samuelson, and he hated my gut. I think he still hates my guts, but he drove me crazy. He swung a stick, but he wouldn't drop the gloves. But he was always, he, he had an ability to get under your skin. And I think it does, it pays off. It gets you distracted. And not that it's going to bother me, but if it's your high end players, then the guy's, you know, he's playing his role. Uh, the epitome of what his role should be, and that's to get under your skin. Drew Doughty's at his best when he's mouthing off because he's still moving the puck well. He's still such an excellent all-round defenseman. But I think getting involved with a guy like Doughty, you're better off just ignoring him almost, unless you have someone out there like Evander Kane who can go shut him up right away. And, it, you know, you don't have Zach Cassian anymore who used to be out there and, you know, speak players like that and, and, you know, I remember what he did to Matthew Kachuk when he turtled. You know, I, I love those instances. And uh, w when players do that, they step up to players like that. But you've got to get Evander Kane back, and that team will look completely different. All of a sudden, players are starting to slide down the roster. You're not overusing players or using players in roles that they can't fulfill. And you're kind of on a hope and a prayer with some guys elevating their play. But I, I still think you have Evander Kane in your lineup, you're the Oilers are a drastically different and far better team when he's on the ice. Uh, Derek Scott, you got to clip that quote right there from Al May because I completely agree. Alan, thank it, you for your time. We'll talk in the next couple weeks. Yep. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. That is Al May, longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster. Uh, had a cup of coffee with the Edmonton Oilers, was involved in the infamous Kevin McClelland. Uh, welcome to the Oilers training camp story. It's awesome stuff. It is 124 and Edmonton will step out and this is Oilers Now. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 
127 in Edmonton, Japanese village for 50 years. Edmonton's destination for a celebration for the census reserved today at jvedmonton.ca. Bob Stoffer in San Jose, California. The Oilers and the Sharks tomorrow night. Edmonton has split the first two games of a road trip. 6-3 loss in Los Angeles. Pounded Anaheim last night 6-2. Easily could have won 8 or 9-2. The goaltending was good. Former Oiler Anthony Stolars came in the third period, made a lot of tremendous saves. Edmonton, San Jose tomorrow night in Vegas on Saturday. The Oilers now injury report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. James H. Brown partnered up with the injured Evander Kane for a special event uh, pre-Christmas. And Evander Kane is closing in on a potential return to the Oilers. He is skating on a regular basis. Uh, would not surprise me if he plays at the end of the month. Uh, also out with a back issue is Ryan Murray and back at Edmonton uh, with a uh, uh, birth in the family. The Edmonton Oilers, Stuart Skinner, Jack Campbell starts tomorrow. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, well known for their top shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford. Make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This texter out of Edmonton says... Bob, hey, look, Derek Ryan gets scratched finally, and the third and fourth line explodes playing 11-7. and seven. Who'd thunk it? If Ryan's on the active roster in the playoffs, says this texter, he is a detriment to the lineup. And Steve, the hockey prophet, says, Bob, I believe the Oilers on the Ashley Five Floors text line. I believe the Oilers are two places, uh, pieces away from being contenders. Ken Holland needs to make some moves regarding our defense, but I think the Oilers are going to do just fine this year. They were in a way worse spot at this time last year and Cam kept his patience. The guy knows what he's doing. After this year we'll still have Leon and McDavid for uh, the next two to three years. There's no need to press the panic button. That one comes to us from Steve, the hockey prophet. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with John Shannon when we return on Oilers Now.